0: Welcome to the Endometriosis Nutritionist Podcast. My name is Anna Mariake Garrettson, but call me AMG. I'm a qualified nutritionist and I specialise in endometriosis. In this podcast, you will learn how what you eat and drink affect your endometriosis and how you can use your diet to take control over your symptoms. If you have endometriosis, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. And if you find it helpful, please leave a review so other women can get the same benefits. Let's start this episode. Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the Endometriosis Nutritionist podcast. Um, before we start, you may notice that the quality, sound quality might be a little bit better than what some of my episodes have been in the past, Um, one of the listeners was really kind enough to send me an email um, and say that some of the episodes were really difficult to listen to, to hear. So I've invested in a bit better uh, equipment and I hope you like that the sound is so much better now. Uh, So anytime you have feedback, I'd love to hear it um, because I kind of no news is good news, if you know what I mean. Uh, and also, if you have any topics that you would love for me to talk about, um, just uh, reply, comment on this uh, podcast episode or any podcast episode um, with a suggestion for a topic. Always looking for um, things to talk about that really help you, that, that help you understand endometriosis, that help you understand nutrition. Um, and I have a long list of topics that I think I should talk about, but I really want the topics to be useful for you. So if there's anything that you feel I'm missing, that I haven't covered, that you just can't wait to learn more about, put a comment in with this episode, and I will put it on my future topics list. Okay, let's go into today's episode. Um, we're going to talk about hysterectomies, um, and not about whether you should have them or because that is your choice. Um, I want you to understand what, because for, for some of you and for some of my clients, a hysterectomy have been has been the answer to all their worries um, or most of them. Uh, and that is a choice for you to make. I have no opinion about that. There's so many different ways that you can, Go about managing your endometriosis symptoms, and you need to find those that are right for you. And there's no right or wrong here, in my view. Um, It's only when it's right for you that it's the right approach, if that makes sense. Um, But sometimes I get a sense uh, when I talk to when when I have women uh, book in for an SOS call and they talk about that their um, specialist has recommended a hysterectomy, I get a sense that it gets presented as the ultimate solution, almost like a cure. Now, you, if you've listened to, to previous podcasts, episodes, or you've been in, in workshops with me, or you'll know that I'm convinced My philosophy is that there is, because we don't know what's causing endometriosis, we don't have a cure. Um, We need that first. We need to understand where it's coming from before we can come up with a cure. So anything that's presented as a a cure, I am a bit sceptic about. I will never say that nutrition is a cure. It helps you to manage your symptoms and it helps you to reduce your symptoms, but it will not cure it. Will your enemy causes, It will not make it go away. <clears throat> and I think, although a hysterectomy can can be really beneficial for to get rid of certain symptoms, I don't think it will. I know it won't take away all your symptoms. And that's what I want to talk about today. Not as a, an argument against hysterectomy, but as a, um, an added piece of information in the decision-making process. So let's start by looking at how a hysterectomy can be really beneficial. And I'm basing this on um, the experiences of those of my clients who have had a hysterectomy and, the, and their reasoning behind it and what they were hoping to achieve with it. So the main reason for most of for the clients that I have that have, have had hysterectomy has been about pain or really, really um, heavy, long bleeding. Um, and so by removing the uterus, and fortunately nowadays the depending on your age, but usually the surgeon will leave your ovaries so you don't go into menopause. So um, your ovaries then still produce all the hormones that you are part of your normal cycle, but and, and in particular estrogen, but they you just don't have your period. And if you have excruciating pain uh, with your periods where, you know, I've had clients who ended up in the emergency department every time they had a period or, or passed out of the pain. or So for them, this that was the aim, was to get rid of that or get rid of those really, really heavy um, and long periods. And that's definitely, achieve, hysterectomy achieves that purpose. Um, if you have adenomyosis where you have um, endometrial-like tissue in the muscle of your uterus um, that can't be removed. You know, when you have endometriosis al- elsewhere in your body, surgery can remove that, but in your uh, for adenomyosis, they can't remove it. So, um, and adenomyosis comes with really painful periods. So that can definitely be um, a, provide great relief. <clears throat> So that's what, in my view, a hysterectomy can help you with. There are things that it will not solve and there are many symptoms that will not change or, or, or will not go away when you've had a hysterectomy or a partial hysterectomy. And that's because we need to go back to what is what we now know is is kind of What endometriosis is, which is an an inflammatory disease. Your endometriosis doesn't cause inflammation. Your inflammation is there, and that drives, feeds your endometriosis. So, if by removing your, uh, by having a hysterectomy, you're actually, you're not changing that underlying Inflammation. And that means that you still have uh, problems with your gut, you still have problems with your immune system, um, and you're constantly still producing, you're still in that constant state of systemic chronic inflammation. And that causes many symptoms like bloating, like constipation or diarrhea, like brain fog, like fatigue. Um, and a lot of that comes down to food intolerances. So unless you tackle those and you find the diet that really um, is right for you by removing foods that you are uniquely intolerant to, um, if you don't support your immune system to function better, um, if then, then none of this these symptoms will change. The other thing that I want you to realize is that, especially if you have a partial hysterectomy, it doesn't unless with that surgery they also remove the surgeon also removes all the endometriosis they can find, um, and even then this this might not necessarily change much. Um, but if there is endometrial-like tissue left somewhere in your body and to only remove your um, your uterus. Uh, leave your ovaries in, so you still have your normal hormonal cycles. Endometriosis responds to uh, uh, hormone levels, so um, if you still have your ovaries, then you still ovulate, even though that's not—it's not going anywhere. Uh, and then between your ovulation and when you would have had a period, which you won't have, but still your Um, hormone levels change, estrogen levels rise, and endometriosis responds to estrogen. So you can still have symptoms like back pain, uh, pain in your legs, difficulty breathing, the uh, bowel um, uh, issues if there's endometriosis on your bowels. You can still have painful uh, ovulations if there are endometriomas on your ovaries. There's a lot of symptoms that um, either Stay or might come back because you are still having normal um, hormone cycles. So, unless you still so, so if you choose to have a hysterectomy, um, it's important that you also still work on reducing inflammation to get. To keep that, especially if you have a partial hysterectomy and your ovaries are left in place, then you still have to, uh, you still have that risk of uh, endometriosis symptoms because of those hormone cycles. But also, you need to still work on reducing your inflammation to keep that the spread and the growth of your endometriosis in, uh, under sort of uh, under control. But also to get rid of lots of other symptoms that just don't get um, resolved with that hysterectomy which are gut related uh, immune system related symptoms. So I hope that is something f- again I am not saying don't have a hysterectomy absolutely not that is your choice I just want you to realize what it can and cannot do for you just as I'm always trying to be really clear about what nutrition can and cannot do for you you the more information you have the more, uh, the better you can make the decisions that are right for you. So, as always, if, there is, if this is, is raising more questions than it answers and you just want to see what, how, how at least nutrition can help you um, work, deal with your symptoms and get, manage your endometriosis, please book in an endometriosis SOS call. Um, and before I leave you, uh, if you love this podcast, um, please, please rate the podcast on whatever platform you're at. Um, I mean, I love to see it, obviously, but more importantly, the more positive ratings the podcast gets, the more it gets put in front of people that are looking for information on endometriosis, um, and so you help other women like you to get the information that, is, that you find useful and hopefully they find useful as well. All right. That's it for today's episode. I will see you again in a fortnight. Bye for now. Now, if listening to this podcast, you are wondering if nutrition could be an avenue for you to pursue to try and control your symptoms and reduce your symptoms Um, or the severity of your symptoms, then why not book an endometriosis SOS call with me? It's an obligation-free, totally free, 30-minute video call where we can talk about what you're experiencing and I will be able to give you some options to go forward. The link is in the show notes.